three is this three weeks in a row that you've been on the show? It's it's unprecedented, really. <laughs> um, it's a streak. It's kind of it's kind of crazy, uh, but hey, you know I'm an actual co-host, so and no one can dispute that anymore. Emily, I don't think I'm going to be honest with everyone. I'm just it, we're nothing if not honest, right? Like that's one thing you sure. cannot say about us is that we're not honest. No, that we're not not honest. Anyway, Emily almost bailed on tonight. She was like so tired. She's had a long day. And um, had she bailed, that mean, that would have meant you were on two out of the last three and she would have been on one out of the last three. So she would have been the new Nate. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. She would have been the... Would have been me. <laughs> yes. That's the... That just goes to show the quality of kind of the uh, co-host reliability that we have currently. I did not adequately take care of myself today to be to be fully present for this recording. I did not conserve energy. I did not eat the right things. In fact, I ate two giant bowls of rice right before this recording, and I am so tired. I just want to curl up in a ball and wow. have a little nap with my big fat belly full of rice. She's going. She's carbo loading, as though she's Michael Scott. I can, I can see that. Ready to run a yeah. uh, 5K. <laughs> run. You know what happened though? For the cure. You, know, you remember when you guys used to come record over here, and I would make chicken and yellow rice in the pressure cooker? Yes. Okay, that thing finally left us. It went to be with the Lord. Okay. A, a moment of silence for the pressure cooker. Mm. Mm. So we got um, the last batch of chicken and yellow rice we made, and it was terrible. So we got an Instapot and made our first batch of chicken and yellow rice in that, but just the rice minus the chicken, and it was incredible. So now I just can't stop eating it. So you just had yellow rice. I then. did. Yes. So good with hot sauce and Listen, pepper. I love, I love yellow rice. Without the chicken? I really do. I just, I mean, yeah, I mean. It just tastes good. Yeah. Like, I mean, I get the whole chicken thing, but like if I just have yellow rice and no chicken, I'm fine with that mm-hmm. too. Or like yellow rice and black beans and plantains. <sighs> yes. Yes. Why is that Black so beans and yellow rice is really black good. Black beans and yellow rice is the way to go. Huck is getting, he's trying to get a co-producer credit. He. <laughs> yeah. He's in the room. He's, a, he's vocalizing his sharing. Oh, I think we're past that point. Like, you know, early on in the podcast, we were like, let's edit out the dog noises and stuff. I think we've. We yeah. just part of it. Let's we move past that now. Yeah. Um, should we introduce ourselves? Sure. Absolutely. We should go for it. I'm Travis Thompson. <laughs> host of this show. Host of the cast and blast Florida podcast. This is Emily. Hey, I'm Emily. I'm one of the co-hosts. I'm Nate. I'm also one of the co-hosts. Most of the time, sometimes not really. Historically though, you guys have been on. It's been us three. Yeah, it's been I the mean, three of us since 2017. More times than not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say if this is, I think this is episode 213. I'd say the three of us have been on 185 of them together. That seems like a reasonable number. Yeah, like so, it's not as many misses yeah. as you. Uh, I think that's high. Tend to think. Um. But <laughs> anyway, we try to do this podcast regularly. Talk about stuff in Florida, conservation stuff, hunting stuff, fun stuff, whatever floats our boat. Um, I do have to tell you, Nate, we had a, we had one of our podcast listeners and good friend of the show, Harry Huff in our house just a little while ago. Okay. Um, You've been in our house a lot in your life and we have vintage ceiling lighting in our kitchen. And when I say vintage, I mean, whatever the ugliest style is from the eighties. Like, how would you describe it? It's fluorescent lighting and a drop ceiling with, um, with plastic covers that, collect grease and dust yes 
It's like the like the uh, bumpy plastic mm-hmm. covers, yes. right? Like the mm-hmm. yes, I know exactly what you're so, talking about. So, evidently, the lights have been out up there for a while. I didn't notice that. M M noticed it. I did not notice it. Well, we had a little compensator, so like our microwave over the stove had under microwave lighting. That's what happened. So you could at least s- cook, but then our microwave broke, like um, uh, uh, about <laughs> six weeks ago. <laughs> so um, the All other right. day I was cooking my lunch, and I had to bring a lamp over to the stove and plug it in next to the stove so I could see what I was doing. And Travis came out and finally noticed. Um, I will say the overhead lighting had been down to one bulb for about six years out of our marriage, did, and he never not, noticed it. I did it. not notice that. Never. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I would like to publicly yeah. apologize for not noticing that. Um, that's every family meeting that we have in this house is me just begging them to notice things. Like, please just open your eyes and notice <laughs> things. <laughs> Anyways, so he did notice it, and he very quickly decided to do something about it. Why did that hurt your heart so much to see me using a lamp? Because you're using a lamp to cook. Like it was like we were in the dark ages and you had like the kerosene lamp that you were holding over your pot of stew that you were stirring. Yeah. As though this was the Salem witch trials or something. And you were <laughs> right. So we replaced, I'm going somewhere with this story. We were, Harry came and replaced these lights with led bulbs. Nice. So they'll never, ever die ever. 50,000 hours. And I think 10 years is about 13,000 hours. So they should outlast us. But um, he replaced all six bulbs with LED bulbs. And he's like, this is going to be pretty bright. And I was like, it's going to be fine. She likes it bright. And what did Will say a minute ago when he walked into the kitchen? Uh, He walked into the kitchen and turned on the lights. And I wrote this down. He said, I just got flashbanged by the holy light of God when I turned on the kitchen lights. <laughs> flashbanged by the holy it light is of like God. That's the great. penultimate scene in Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark in there when you turn the lights on. It's like the Shekinah glory of God is shining into it's your like soul. Your face melts yes. off. It's extremely bright. Like I I'm mean, yelling. I walked in there and I yelled, Marion, don't open your eyes. Like it's that drastic when you walk into our kitchen right now. So whew, thank you to Harry for getting us lit up. Literally. Like it yes. is bright. Thank you, Harrens. <laughs> As Emily calls him, Harrens. <laughs> um, have you done anything fun lately, Nate? Have you done anything outdoors? You're getting ready for turkeys, right? Or no, you're not getting ready for turkeys. Yeah. You're going to later. California. Well, sort of. I mean, I I was in California for a few days. Uh, this past weekend, though, we did take Huck on a plantation quail hunt. Um, we got invited by a friend of my father-in-law's to go out to uh, Burr's Plantation, which is a a private club outside of Atlanta. Um, and so took the dog and, uh, he did really well. Very proud of how well he did. I think they put out 30 birds and we got 19 of them. Cool. So it was pretty good, pretty good ratio there. Um, and we just, you know, had a good time. It was a good time getting Huck on some birds. He hadn't been on birds in a while. So he still got it a little bit. Obviously training is still ongoing and I uh, got some stuff to work on. He's um, it's time to do the force fetch thing because he will go get a bird, walk about halfway to me, and then drop it on the ground, mm. and then just keep hunting. So need to probably force fetch him in the near future, which is on the plan for this year anyway. So, but uh, but yeah, it was a good time. It's uh, nice to burn some powder and shoot some I stuff. Got, I got a question. I so I don't know your father in law well. I've only met him a few times and. 
if you met Nate's father-in-law, gregarious guy, like super sweet guy. Is he a hunter? Like, does he hunt? Did he? Did he? No. Did he quail hunt with you guys? Or? He didn't even carry okay. a gun. He didn't shoot a gun. He was there to hang out with. Uh, it's actually like a guy he works with and me and watch Huck. Okay. That was kind of what he was there for. Um, and he helped flush some birds too. So just a, just along you know, the ride. Yeah, I was just curious about it. Yeah, like, obviously it's super. Yeah, cool. no, like, he's he's not against hunting or anything. He's going out there with you and doing no, this. Like, no, no. Um, I was curious. I didn't know him to be a, a hunter. I know he fishes a little bit. Like when he's come to Florida, he's fishing. He does some. fish some. Yep. But, uh, but no, he was just kind of along for the ride and, uh, he enjoyed himself. That's awesome. That's very, very cool. Um, do you have anything? Can we get a garden update? I oh. feel like we need a garden update. Yeah. Um, something's eating my plants. It, it, I know Nate sit up straight and help me because yeah. it's like it, the zucchini is where it started. And if I look underneath one of the leaves, there's like black, it looks like black under on the bottom and aphids. Maybe, maybe. I, I need, I need a, you know who I need. I need joy. I need joy to come walk down here and look my at mother. my garden. Yeah. She'd be delighted to do that. My consultation. Yeah. I'll text her. Tomorrow. Or you could post a picture of it in our Facebook group and I'm sure Everyone could answer it. Yeah, that's true. 82 people can. But she'll probably have something in her garage to fix it also. She probably will. That's true. But she's kind of like the plant whisperer. She is. Um, And has been for forever. That's going on. I also expanded this past weekend. I got, well, Travis wanted me to do a berry bush. So we'll have some berries at some point. What kind of berries? berries. Nice. I'm a blackberry fan. Yeah, I, I like blackberries. I might need to go pull that pot in because it, it's getting a lot of rain tonight. So, something um, about being like hunting or in the woods or whatever, and you find like wild blackberries. Like it's just, I don't know. I like that taste. I like blackberries. Yep. I like blackberries a lot. I'm also, I also started some seedlings um, or got some seeds to grow for microgreens. Have you ever heard of these? Yeah. It's, it's a very hippie California thing. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to eat more plants. Um, they say that the, if you can have 30 different varieties of plants every week in your diet, you're doing a really, really well. 30. 30. Can I name 30 different plants? Listen, no. Travis has not eaten. <laughs> Travis has not eaten 30 different plants in his so life. She, Let's start since there. She told me that I like started keeping track of it. Cause she told me that a year ago or mm-hmm. so I started keeping track of it. And there were weeks where I was trying to do it. And I think the highest I ever got was 19. And I was like, I was, wow, that's pretty I good was for at you. the corners of the bottle, man. Like I was like, <laughs> not sure where else to turn to get a different plant because like, i was not eating lettuce that means you're very very honest. you're actually eating yeah you're you're actually eating like broccoli and kale and stuff to get that high of a number yeah well fruit so i'm not and, a huge fruit yeah. guy oh that makes sense and potatoes okay, yeah. like mm-hmm. things that come from the ground yeah all count carrots potatoes um wheat mushrooms counted i think mm-hmm. i love mushrooms uh, we too. didn't count like bread. Like we didn't count stuff that was like processed from grain yeah. or anything no. like that. But uh, corn, you could eat corn, anything that came from a, from okay. a plant. But yeah, I think night 19 was the peak that I got to. And that was, that took some effort. Mm-hmm. Like, that was, yeah. that was okay. a considerable. I eat a lot part. of plants, but just to get more variety, I'm growing three different kinds of microgreens that I can just add to the tops of salads or into smoothies just to get some additional yeah. Nutrients and I, I know I'm about to go hard into this specific meal plan that's going to call for them. So I was like, I can just grow my own on my back porch and like cut down on costs a little bit. So that's 
that's the garden update. Oh my gosh, my marigolds have never been happier. I, d- I don't know what they love about being shoved into cement blocks, but they are so happy. They're just blooming. They're so pretty. It's nice. Good. I wheeled the big boat around this week. Got her hooked up to the charger. So getting ready, wow, getting ready man. for fishing season. That one hadn't seen any love in a while. A has long it? time. It's green on the sides and green on the top. Like it's it's got some uh, it needs a little work um, as far as coloring <laughs> a little goes. Algae stuff, algae bloom. Yeah, she's always been a pretty reliable vessel. So um, ready for fishing season to kick in here, and uh, we're having a lot of weather in Florida. Like a lot of I know that you are typically the weather update guy, but we're having a lot of weather down here that's I would say unseasonable with the amount of rain. A lot of rain. The farmers' almanac did predict all this rain. It did. Yes. Oh, there you go. For these for yeah. starting. Yeah, for like the next four days, we're supposed to have rain. According to the farmer's shower, almanac. First three days, we had rain showers. And the next three days, we had showery rains. I'm not sure what the <laughs> distinction is, but <laughs> that's what it said. <laughs> uh, well, we had a we had a nice little false spring uh, about a week and a half ago. It was like in the 70s here, like sunny, beautiful. And then this past weekend, when we were uh, hunting quail, uh, it was like, 30 and blowing like 20 miles an hour yeah so it was winter again very quickly i think saturday night it got down to like 22 degrees here so um but i don't think that's in the forecast for the next week or so but you know i we'll see i feel like some of our listeners would love a will formerly of the two minute will update as far as his turkey hunting prowess has gone um so he had his last youth turkey weekend um spoiler alert you probably saw no pictures of turkeys posted and that is because they saw no turkeys no turkeys are really i think they saw one gobbler the first morning which was the way it timed out for where we were like the band of really nasty weather came through at seven Mm -hmm. like from seven to ten it poured um so they said they saw one gobbler running down the road but like even getting out into the woods was it was, it was a washout, man. It was just a bad day. Right. Um, and then the next morning it flipped. They went to another place. The next morning it flipped, and they had birds located before that front, and they had moved off. And uh, so they did – I think they saw a hen or two hens or something the next day. So poor Will, formerly the two-minute Will, is uh, still without a turkey. That is my son, if, if you're new to the show. He used to do a segment called the two-minute Will when we first started. And um, he's still without turkey. And so he's off. He's going with his mom on spring break. So they'll be out of town, I think, the next two weekends. So he, uh, it'll be a little while before we can get him back out there and see if we can pin something down. But we're, yeah. we're not done working on it. We're not done working on well, it. Well, uh, you know, the beauty is he doesn't have to hunt right only on youth weekend. He can hunt any weekend, right? So he'll get it done. Yeah. Yeah, we just, we had, you know, he's paid his dues more than most have as far as the turkeys go. Like yeah. this dude, I mean, he's missed, he's whiffed on some, some monster gobblers too, but he's paid his dues. It's He's, he's due for a turkey. So Absolutely I was really hoping is. like he would run into one this past weekend. Um, always cool to see youth hunt weekend pictures. Like um, off the, off the top of my head, I remember uh, Fletcher, Fletcher Hallett, Hallett segue into the ad much. So Hallett Insurance, one of our sponsors, 904-315-5812. Fletcher always runs a big youth hunt up in Jacksonville. And a lot of our listeners, a lot of people from the, the podcast community and the and the Cast and Blast Facebook group went up there and helped him run hunts for kids. And um, I know they killed a couple of, of turkeys. 
Uh, I talked to Adam Steele today. His his youth hunter did not kill a turkey, but they were they had three jakes within five yards of them, and the kid didn't want to shoot them. Like he, hmm. he, he he was holding out he, for a bigger holding out. For I don't a know gobbler. if he was holding out for a bigger or he was really worried because they could only shoot one, and they were so tightly grouped. Oh yeah, okay. So I think the kid was a little concerned about that. That's um, that's good. Uh, that's good sportsmanship from the kid, really. It it was, yeah. and and a be- you couldn't have been with a better guy than Adam Steele. Like oh sure, when you come to sportsmanship, but um, Adam said that kid looked at him when he was done. It was like my heart is about to beat out of my chest. Yeah, as the turkeys were walking away. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's worth the price of admission right there, man. For when sure, you get them to yep. to have that emotion and that feeling and everything. Um, so that was a big deal. Um, but though, so if you need insurance and you're in Florida, Fletcher Hallett, Hallett insurance, 904-315-5812. You could call text. If you don't want to talk to someone, you can text him. You can call and probably speak to, uh, Fletcher's mom, Caroline. Um, his dad was out there helping run the youth hunt. Bruce, you can't talk to him. You can only talk to Caroline or Fletcher, but, uh, if they want to know how to spell Hallett, how would they know how to spell it? M if they want to send him an email. Double the L's and double the T's. Hallett for all your insurance needs. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're dragging, aren't you? I'll do better next week, Fletcher. You're you're dragging, aren't you? (laughs) Um, So I am going to hit on... Well, should I do the should I do my grumpy thing first? Did we talk about the, the, the films that we saw on Saturday night? No, let's talk about that. Nate. What? We went we went to a fly fishing film tour Saturday night in Winter Haven. <laughs> I heard nothing. <laughs> I heard nothing since um Nate, we went to Oh, it was a mystery. Okay, I'm going to start over. Yeah. Nate, yeah. we went to a fly fishing film tour oh, on Saturday night in Winterland. It I can't was believe, awesome. I can't believe Travis even gave that sport the light of day. Well, I can't believe anybody gives that sport the light of day based on the films that I saw. It was just people, <laughs> people getting skunked over and over and over and throwing their fishing poles in the water. We watched two yeah. hours of no one catching anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was so good though. Like I really, really enjoyed it. Every part of it. It was it was a long event, but the movies were so good and even one of the filmmakers was there. Cool. Um man, I just I loved it. Jesse Mails was the guy that was there. Mm-hmm. Um I loved it too. Like, no matter what, seeing the footage is cool. Like uh there was one there was one where they were in Australia and they had like uh uh what are the GTs Gi- giant Trevally? Right. Is that what this stands for? They had the GTs and a school of sharks that had herded into like a big bait fish and they had a drone over it. Cool. I have yeah. no I have no idea what the story of that fishery was or what they were trying to do or trying to demonstrate or show, but seeing that footage was bad to the bone. Yeah, that, like all those that would sharks be cool. out there. Yeah. Those guys were like batting the sharks away from their knees with the nets, just like hitting them to make them go. Yeah. Away. That's Talking awesome. like talking like two to five foot black tips sure yeah and like like little reef sharks and stuff um big enough to do some damage yeah like they take a chunk out of your ankle right um but you know for for the most part i told him i was like it was inspiring to see like some of the videos some of the the, the uh the imagery but the stories weren't very good to most of the films i didn't think 
but but the one film that kind of stuck out, and I don't remember the name of it. There were three that stuck out to me. One was the Cobia film that was the opener on Chesapeake Bay. Mm-hmm. That was a really good narrative. One was the couple that had the the steelhead lodge in in Alaska. Yeah, that was I a really like good that one. one too. And the third one that stuck out to me was Jesse Mails, which was Casamar in Costa Rica. He's he's trying to get it reestablished, and it was like this legendary tarpon fishery. And I'll tell you what, that's some of the best tarpon. Like that made me want to go tarpon fishing there immediately. Yeah, what they were fishing in, it was stupid like it was so good the 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 video on that and he did a really good job though of weaving the story of the old lodge together with what he's trying to bring back and i I was impressed with that but well what was crazy and he said this when he got up and spoke about his film really briefly is that his neighbor growing up worked at casamar with the guy who owned it and was around like doing the charters with um lefty mccray lefty cray lefty cray and some of the other legends that fish down there. So he like just happened to know this person to be able to do this documentary. Yeah, that's really fish cool. There. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was really interesting. It's so sad to me that that place is overgrown and not being used. Yeah, you can't anymore. even see the buildings anymore. Yeah, like the, the jungle, jungle has it. reclaimed. Really? Because yeah. that was like a legendary. I remember hearing about that as a kid. Like, yeah, like in know. the 80s and 90s, that was yeah. in Florida Sportsman Magazine and stuff. Like that's that was. I mean. But it doesn't look like the fishery is hurting at all. No. I mean, they were they were doubling and tripling up on tarp and on fly. That's awesome. Which is pretty bad to the bone. As a guy that has jumped several tarpon on the fly in my life, that is pretty bad to the bone. Um, That was one thing, the fly fishing film tour. I have a little bit of a rant. You guys are going to have to forgive me for just a second, but I have a little bit of a rant. I have okay. just a, a, a hint of a... Have you listened to Meat Eater this week? No. So Meat Eater did 12 minutes on Senate Bill 2508 in Florida again. And I'm just okay. like, I, you're just going to have to forgive me on this, guys. But I don't understand. This was the organization of nuance and perspective. And they have completely tossed that out the window at this point, And they have leaned full bore into, we're only going to tell one side of the story. We're not going to talk about the land conservation funding that that bill passed. We're not going to talk about... It's actually state control of water versus federal control of water. We're not going to talk about anything else, and we're not going to interview any. And I'm not saying me. I'm saying they didn't interview any of the politicians. They didn't interview any of the land conservation people. They basically have got a single track focus on Florida. And I'm like, everyone sends that to me. Like, I'm going to do something about it. Like, what do you want me to do about it, guys? Send an email to Meat Eater and tell them. Like, I I can't I can't fix this problem. Um, they, they have obviously... They're not journalists, though. I, I can tell you that. Like, I'm to the point where I would rather journal media to just stay out of Florida altogether if they can't do a fair or balanced job with it. Like, you got 49 other states you can have at, guys. Get out of mine because you you suck at it. Like, and I don't. I, I'm sure they produce great content, but the content they've been producing lately is leaving a lot to be desired as far as perspective, reasonableness, and everything else goes. So. You guys just have to bear with me on that rant, but I I'm over it. Like I'm and I'm over hearing about it. I'm I'm over people pinging me about it. Like I'm the meat eaters are. So <laughs> forgive me forgive me for that rant. Um, I do have something pretty fun. I have a game as the foot, and we haven't oh, done man. that. It's been a while. Oh my gosh, it's been when a was while. the last time we did a game as the foot? Uh, been a while. Sorry. So <laughs> channel on my Facebook feed. <laughs> that if, if you're new to the show that is rooted in our good friend Andy Dwyer from Parks and Rec 
Uh, in an earlier episode, he says a game is the foot, not a game is a foot. And Andy um, is kind of a patron or a, a patron. He's not a patron. He's I wish he was a patron. Saint of He's the patron show. saint patron saint of our podcast, Andy Dwyer, played by Chris Pratt. Anyway, so on my Facebook feed over the last day or two, it has blown up with this Florida bucket list challenge. And there's there's one of these for every state. But I don't, I don't care about any other states. I only care about Florida. So I, I, I posted in our Facebook group for some discussion. But, Nate, I know you haven't been able to – did you see it? I texted it to you. Yeah, you're on yeah. The I've got it you're in front of me right now, actually. Okay. So. You're on the Lent fast. So I'm just going to – I'm going to hit through these real quick. Everglades National Park. All of us no, agree that should be on the bucket list for Florida, right? Yeah, yeah. No, no debate on that one. Um, here's where it gets sticky. Disney's Animal Kingdom. Can we just pass. lump? Can we lump Disney like as one thing? So let me just let's weigh pass. in on Disney, and I'll skip all the other Disney ones. But let me say this about Disney: I feel like the Magic Kingdom and Epcot are both like iconic images of things to see in Florida. Okay, like I I hate theme parks, but I feel like those are those are worthy of a list of Florida things. If you're being fair to everyone, do you agree okay. with that? Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. I, d- I do. Yeah, I, I would agree with the that. The giant yeah. ball at Epcot I, and the magic. The giant ball at Epcot, the magic kingdom with the castle. The castle. I also would add on there Universal Studios. For the people who like movies and films, like that's a big deal, I think. I would let that slide because I do love Harry Potter. I hate theme parks, though. I want to, I want to be abundantly clear. I would rather be... I There's... I. There's a lot of stuff I would put. I would rather have a root canal done with a rusty spoon than mm. go spend a day at a theme park. There's like nine theme parks on here and like six of them are Disney. Yeah. In so, various iterations. So we're Disney. just going to take all the theme parks off. That includes we're going to take off Bush Gardens. Right. Legoland. I don't believe Bush Gardens. Legoland. Yeah. Let me ask you about Legoland. Is Legoland, if you were making a list, would Legoland not be on it because of the Cypress Gardens element? And I'm saying that as a homer. A homer. Yeah, like a poet or the Simpson, a Homer. Like I'm a hometown guy. Okay. I'm a Homer. I think if it was still Cypress Gardens and Cypress Gardens was like in its heyday, I'd have it on it. Okay, but no Legoland. Yeah, no. Legoland is a hard pass. Cypress Gardens smash. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Emily. Um, Kennedy Space Center. I think I think that belongs on there. I think that's iconic for Florida. Like that's yeah. I don't love what space has done, but I also think space is fascinating. Like, I'm sorry. Like, that's a decidedly Florida thing. Growing up, you stand in your front yard and watch the yep. shuttle launch. And at some point, you go on a field trip or three to Kennedy Space Center. Right. Totally. Dry Tortugas National Park. Emily is devastated about this right now. Would you like Literally, to tell them why? I was, we were planning our next little adventure the other night, and I saw that Dry Tortugas, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I want to go see that so bad before I die. And Travis was like, honey... You'll never see that because you have to go on a boat and like live on a boat and mm. you get seasick. Yeah. So Sorry. if anybody Sorry has it. a helicopter <laughs> um, <laughs> and can like drop me in like a tent in a cooler onto this island, I would really like that. Thanks. Um, yeah. And when I say she gets seasick, she gets you get disembarkation sickness. So she would actually be fine on the trip. She would be sick for days and days and days when she got home. Like yeah. days and days and it's, days. Well, I'd be sick when I got to the island. It's literally when I get off the boat. 
Yeah. It gets me. Um, Southernmost Point Buoy in Key West. That's a good one. I feel like that's yeah. an iconic place. Yeah. Never seen it. Uh, the Ernest Hemingway Museum. Never that's seen a, it. That's an iconic place. I feel like that's worth having on there. Uh, John Pennekamp Coral Reef State Park. I get why that's on there. I've I've been near there. I've never been. I'm not a diver. That's the underwater state park. Yeah, so I don't even know where that dive. is. So, um, Castillo de San Marcos. That's the uh, that's the fort in St. Augustine. I think okay. that's absolutely that one. Yeah, that's, done. that's pretty cool. Yep. The it's Sal- fun to do like ghost tours. The Salvador that. Dali Museum. You ever done that? No. Oh, really? Really? We need to go on a day date to the Salvador Dali Museum. Lego, baby. Let's go. Nate, have you been to that? I don't think so. That's a great museum if you've never been. It has nothing to do with the outdoors, but it's still really cool. St. Augustine's Historic District. Done that. A little yeah. touristy. I don't know if I'd put it on yeah. the list or not. It's a little touristy, but I think it is the oldest city in the country, right? So you want to get that vibe. But so. if you go there, just see the fort and you're, you're, you can check it yeah. out. The Vizcaya Museum and Gardens. I don't even know what that is. Nope. I have no idea where that is. I have no idea what it is. So I'll have to Google that and see if it's worth keeping. The Florida Keys is listed as its own thing. I yeah okay yeah but like what cool. keys like what are you gonna do like I, or I just think driving I the a, overseas highway yeah you could be a little more specific on that one probably Miami Beach is listed um nah. you could not if you if you gave me a thousand dollars to go to nope. Miami Beach tomorrow I would probably not take the money no nope. like that's crazy. Um, Amelia Island is on here. I think Amelia Island is beautiful. I don't know if it's one of the top places I would list as far as bucket list items in Florida. Um, Duval street again with key West. I think that's a little bit redundant with Hemingway and the, the Southern buoy ocean drive. I don't know what ocean drive is. Never heard of it. Someone's listening to this and screaming at me right now. Yep. The Daytona 500, I think a thousand percent belongs on the list. I think that yep. is the bomb. Uh, the Ringling in Sarasota, I think, is a is a probably a good addition. Never, never heard of it. Uh, Discovery Cove is theme park. Legoland's theme park. Clearwater Beach is on the list. Would not be my first choice of beach. No, but as far as like publicly accessible and like nice mm-hmm. beach, it's probably up there. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then International Drive is the last item on the list. God, and why? Why would you I, like that? That is the worst item probably on this list. And I'm like not even I'm not mad. about. I'm not. And I'm there's not, a, like that's it's the tourist central tourist trap traffic trap like area of Florida. Why would you ever want to go there? It's it's probably the worst of the worst that's on yeah. here. So, um. We I posted this in Facebook today. You're you're on a Facebook fast, so you can't see. But do you have any thoughts, Nate? Do you have any thoughts off the cuff? What should be on this list in place of the things we just deleted off of there? Yeah, I'd probably throw um, Bach Tower on the list somewhere. That's a great pick. Um, it's really nice gardens. The the actual tower. It's one of the highest points in Florida. Um, just a cool cool spot. Um. I mean, off the top of my head, uh, maybe like, you know, somewhere in Charlotte Harbor, that's, I mean, I'm a homer and I'm biased towards that, but like Boca Grande, maybe I'd put Boca Grande on the list because it's a cool little downtown plus tarpon capital of the world. Like if you're an outdoorsman and you like to fish that, that'd be 
on the list, I think. Um, I, I think I think there's a little bit of if you're a true Floridian, which the three of us all are, the things that you would put on the list are not that remarkable, but they're right. things that you you want to have seen. Like you want to see the sunrise on Lake Kissimmee one time in your life. You want to see the sunset in Charlotte Harbor at some point in your life. Like you want to you want to be somehow in Big Cypress or Ocala National Forest or Apalachicola or that's what I was going to say. I would add Apalachicola um, by the bay where you can have oysters and like see the downtown. And that's so, I don't know. That's so historic to me. It's just, I don't know. It, it's like the stuff off the beaten path is really like, if you're from right. Florida, this, the stuff you you'd have to see before you died or the stuff you'd want to see before you died. None of that stuff would be the stuff that's listed on this list. It would be, you know, the special kind of wild places. Right. But let's set that kind of nostalgia and, and differentiation aside. And I'll give you some of the, I'll give you some of the hits from, from the Facebook group, Nate. These are some of the comments that came in today. Okay. Um, so the first thing that, that Elizabeth Bland was one of the earlier comments, she said, I would kick off all the theme parks and I would put the Springs. Oh yeah. All okay. Sp- yeah. Um, have you been to Benny Springs? Not really. Not a lot of, you, not something I really did much. You have been to Crystal River, um, the spring where we go with the group. That's it. You've been to Homosassa. Have I? Yeah, we went with, as a family with the kids and we took, remember you can walk down oh, underwater. Oh, maybe that's where that, I was thinking Crystal River was. Okay. I would say Homosassa Spring State Park is one that's of the That's a coolest, great state park. Yeah. That's one of the coolest places in the state. Like if I was telling somebody where to go to see some Florida stuff, like, Yes, it's still a zoo, but it's a it's a really cool place to go. But Silver Springs, Wiki Wachi Springs, sure. like all those yeah. are are really worth going. Um let's see. I'm sorry, I'm scrolling a little bit. <laughs> Lion Country Safari got mentioned on here a time or two, and I think Chase Addy mentioned that once. I remember Lion Country Safari, if you've never been, it again, it's a zoo, it's a tourist trap, but I also think it is decidedly better than Disney's Animal Kingdom if you're going to go to something like that. Okay. There you go. Um, let's see. <laughs> Nick Minkin said, this is the list of things that destroyed Florida. You just have to put it in chronological order. <laughs> <laughs> Not lying. <clears throat> this is a this is a good one that has nothing to do with the outdoors, but a football game in the swamp. And I think... You're not a Gator fan. No. Clearly. But it's an um, iconic it's an iconic Florida thing. Really. And we should add you grew up a Florida State fan more than right. anything. Florida right. State, Alabama kind of split house. Uh, I grew up a Miami fan, but I think both of us would willingly admit if you were going to go to see a football game in the state of Florida, it would need to be at the swamp. Yeah. That's that's pretty iconic. Yep. Um This is a good one. Feeding the key deer on Big Pine Key. Okay. That's yeah. pretty that's pretty cool. That's decidedly Florida. Um I do think there's something to like catching exotic fish. Like you can catch peacock bass and right. cichlids and tilapia and snakeheads and I hate that some of those are here, but at the same time, like this is a place where people come to do that. Right. Um Edison's estate got named a number of times. You ever been there? Uh, I think I've driven by it. I've never actually been. Have you but, been like, there, Em? No. It's kind of cool with like the banyan trees and stuff like that, you know. Um. Here, here's the one that I think 
if you if you ask me to pick a place that's the most decidedly representative of Florida place, and I know Mike Elfenbein named it, and I'm sure somebody else mentioned it, is Fish Eating Creek. And I don't know if you've spent any time on Fish Eating Creek, but it's what an incredible little part of the world, part of Florida. Like it's just it's special, man. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's it's wild. It's scenic. Um, so I uh, feeding the tarpon at Robbie's. I think okay. that's a good one yeah that like if you're if you're picking one for the keys that'd be the one i would pick Gatorland is something i would pick if okay I yeah park. yeah but also i would add the saint augustine alligator farm like okay most bird photography you see in florida uh spoonbills and wood storks and their nesting stuff done at saint augustine alligator farm like they have a really cool rookery there and it's, it's i mean it's still all controlled environment but super super cool um, is there anything else that stuck out to you, Em? No, this list made me realize how much I don't do anything fun. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was like, I really got to go see some of this stuff. Cause there's like, I haven't really not done any of that stuff, but I'm, you're talking about the Facebook list, not the list of the picture because the list of the picture is garbage. Yeah. All of it. Okay. I mean, still part of Florida, like, you know, having lived here for 37 years, I can't believe there's so many things I haven't done. Gotcha. You've never been to like Big Cypress Everglades, right? Mm-mm. You've never done that? Nope. I couldn't remember if you had or hadn't. We, uh, we got to fix that. We got to fix that. Yeah. All right. We're going to work on that. We are going to work on fixing Emily's Florida-ness. Um, anything else? Uh, I'm trying to think of anything else sticks out in my mind. No. No. Because the Florida stuff I want to do is, like I said earlier, it's all it's all remote wild yeah not but people would go out there and they'd be like this is incredible bro oh, yeah and we see that sure. we see that in duck season we see that fishing we see that all the time like people get out there and they're like how are there not a billion people here and there are going right. to be we're yeah. gonna fix that we're gonna we'll put get a billion there. people here um before we put a bow on this i would be remiss if i did not mention um some hard work done by some local conservationists i know we're a florida show but specifically uh our good buddy Adam Bass, um, Blair Updike, Hunter Miller, some local conservationists got together and they pushed for a referendum to be included on the ballot in Polk County to fund Polk Forever, which is uh, going to basically be a land trust for the county so they can buy conservation and working lands to make sure they are protected. So super excited that got passed kind of in the dark of night this week by our county commission. And super proud to be on the team with the guys getting that stuff done. Um, I think that is everything I've got. I can't believe this went this long. Em, is there anything that you need to talk about before we get out of here? No, I'm in and take my rice belly and go to bed. Are you? Yes, thank you very much. All right, Nate. Can you please, for the love of all this holy, put a bow on this episode? Stay woke. Well.